Okay. So for Americans, you would say I'm a quarterback. Uh, it's something like that. Yeah. For uh, Croatians, you would say I'm Luka Modric. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you are a very important person in your current project where you're working for a fintech company. Uh, I would say all members of the team are important. <laughs> well, yes, but you know. My name is Alexander Jess, and it's the time for another Meet the Innovators. Uh, today, I am here with Josip Stanesic. Hello, Josip. How are you? Hi, pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing quite well. It's uh, well, there is a heat wave coming, yet another one in Poland. So I'm melting a bit. Uh, how is Croatia at the moment? Mm, yeah, also heat wave is coming, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm under AC, so I'm fine. Ah, uh, I see. I yeah, I'm not so lucky uh, because you're calling in from Zagreb currently. Yeah, is that right nearby Zagreb. Yeah. All right. And uh, what's your position at IT Imagination? If you could, I'm working in IT Imagination as a DevOps engineer. We're gonna talk about your position in a little bit because first there are four stories that I have to guess which one is right. Right, so there are four stories, and um, here they go. I have more than 10 certificates, and that's 10 is a lot, but there is a chance that you've earned that many. And also, I know for a fact that people at IDM have a bunch of certificates because I've once run through the list and there is there are so many Microsoft and AWS and Scrum Master certifications that everybody has that it's a possibility. I considered studying physics or psychology instead of IT, but wait. Okay, so physics I can understand because it's uh, well science, but psychology is the odd one out here. Um, I joined ITM because my friend told me about it. That's Uh, that's true. Until two years ago, I hated programming. And my question is, maybe you coded in PHP. Mm, no. So first, in, like in high school, we learned to code in C. Oh. And yeah, afterwards, I started uh, with PowerShell. Okay. I see. So no PHP. No hmm. PHP. Lucky. Um. Well, I didn't code in PHP either, and I know that PHP is still in use in, for example, WordPress. But I wouldn't wanna, wouldn't wanna deal with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If I have to guess, I will actually try and guess. Um, you probably have more than ten certificates. You probably consider it studying physics and or psychology instead of IT. You joined ITM because your friend told you about it, but you never hated programming. Mm, yeah, that's that's true. Ah, uh, there we go. So, yeah. what certificates do you have? Uh, it's like fifteen at the moment. Uh, that's a lot. So, uh, yeah, a few from Microsoft, few from Red Hat, uh, and so um, let's start. From Red Hat, I have a Red Hat Certified System Administrator, Red Hat mm-hmm. Certified Engineer, and uh, basics about OpenShift. Uh, from uh, Microsoft, I have like MCCA in Windows Server that is three exams, then 
AZ500, which is security on Azure, and mm -hmm. that gets me the uh, Microsoft Certified Solution Engineer certificate. A uh, bunch of like AZ900, DP900, because I was interested, and also AI. I was interested in learning the basics, and through my college, University College Algebra, I managed to get uh, like free takes, and also sometimes Microsoft gives free takes. Yeah, otherwise I would be bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, uh, also I have Tech, so Certified Ethical Hacker, and AWS Solution Architect Associate. Okay, that's impressive. Yeah, thing. yeah, and also certified Kubernetes administrator and Terraform associate. Yeah. Okay, that's that's certainly plenty. Um, <laughs> yeah. May I ask why phys physics or psychology instead of IT? Mm, I was really interested in physics in high school, so I really like doing it. Everything. Uh, except lenses, so I would go like not to be a teacher, but experimental physics. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I was also interested in psychology around that time, but uh, that interest stopped at some point. Uh, as I got more involved in IT and specializing in that area, I just didn't have enough time to keep up with either uh, physics or mm -hmm. psychology. Okay, I see. Um, I, I mean, psychology is certainly very useful in everyday life, even if you don't work in in the field. Um, so, um, I can see I can see why would that interest you. And well, I mean, experimental physics is. I I, I have to complain. I never liked physics, so sorry. Yeah, no problem. Like it's um, some people like it, some not. I think it's mostly yeah. dependent on the teacher. So if I, I had a pretty good teacher in high school. Mm. We did also experiments and stuff, so it can get your interest up. Yeah, teachers are very important, uh, especially early on in your life. They can make or break many things. So I, I yeah. totally agree with you with that notion. And um, I also never met any teacher from Croatia. I don't know. I don't know how are they uh, in Croatia and in Poland. They are quite strict. Nevertheless, uh, you work for ITM, which is a Warsaw-based company from Croatia. Your laptop came in. Your laptop came in uh, via what a delivery guy in one or two yeah. days. Yeah, right. you know, actually, it took a bit longer, and oh. then um, hmm. I need to change the password and some stuff with VPN. But after that, sorted. Laptop is working pretty fine. Right. Mm -hmm. The EU. Um, and you had, I, I know for a fact that, um, you're working on a B2B, uh, basis. So you needed to register yeah. your company in Croatia. How was the process? Mm, so uh, while registering a company, you can open up, um, I think it's trades or craft or yeah, trade business or LLC or simple LLC. And I opened uh, an LLC, so I did it all through home. Uh, you, we have the like uh, mm -hmm. start your business online with your ID card, which has a chip, but you need a smart card reader to do it. And I just need to find an accountant and yeah, talk with him. 
there's some like text questions you can choose. Uh, how will your company be taxed? So your accountant will tell you what is the most optimal way to do it. So it kind of depends on what will your business do. So, mm-hmm. so therefore, there are three steps to open up a company in Croatia, right? You have to um, have the smart card. You have to find an accountant. Uh, Determine well, the uh, taxation. Yeah, but you just if you're if you have a smart card and you decided to open it, you can also open it up by going to let's say public clerk. But then you have to pay a few around three hundred euros, something maybe uh, a bit more for his services, or you can do it by yourself, or maybe your accountant can help you. So it kind of depends. Yeah. First step would be talking to an accountant because mm-hmm. he'll tell you what to open. If you want to start some other business also, he'll tell you what is better for that kind of business. And uh, yeah, and after talking to accountant, because after you open up a company, then you cannot change anything or it is pretty complicated. But before that, you can all, uh, gather information and yeah, open it uh, and then open it, send a request. So basically uh, through the web interface, you make a request, which is then reviewed by the trade court. They need to approve your name. So you Mm -hmm. need to have a name for the company. And after that is done, you need to uh, solve, you need to open up a bank account of the company and you need to sort some stuff out with your accountant. So getting hired in your own company and yeah, stuff like that. Okay, I see. So it's pretty straightforward, and it's very similar uh, to how it is in Poland. Honestly, mm-hmm. do you, um, you know, when working with with ITM, when talking to people from our company, do you see any cultural differences between Poles and Croatians? Really, not so much because, like, we're all <laughs> Slavs. I would say it's pretty similar cu- culture-wise. Mm, I see. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. It is. I've been to Croatia many times, and I can I can definitely agree on that. When talking about work, uh, you are a DevOps DevOps engineer, and it's time to time we talked about um, about what well, what it is, right? So, um, if you talk to my grandma, assuming she spoke either, well, assuming she spoke English, she sadly doesn't, but assuming she does, how would you explain DevOps to her? So I would explain it's not exactly programming it's mostly supporting the developers and so their applications run properly okay so for americans you would say i'm a quarterback uh it's something like that yeah for Croatians, you would say i'm luka modric (laughs) yeah okay Uh, i see yeah i see devops like connecting the development and the infrastructure part like uh, automating the operation stuff, but it's uh, definition and the job uh, job requirements or job tasks will differ between each company. It's not too strictly defined, but the in general the skill set can be summarized or yeah, like or explained yeah to some um, connected points. 
connected mm-hmm. fields of work. So, so the job requirements are usually pretty vague, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they like for DevOps engineer, you need to understand some something. I mean, you need to really you need to understand the basics of networking. You need mm-hmm. to understand the operating system because applications will have errors, and you will need to help fellow developers with their errors, which might be connected to the operating system itself. And afterwards, it uh, gets the you need to understand the infrastructure the application will be running on, because in the end you will probably be responsible for creating co- the code or using some tools which will first test does the application work properly and then deploy them. The test itself are most often written by uh, test engineers, Q&A, if they have out, or maybe the devs himself, if they have some kind of tests before deployment. But yes, the automation part will fall on you and that's why you will need to have like understanding of a broad spectrum of topics. And then it really depends on uh, what kind of stack or, or what kind of environment the company you're working in is using. So mm-hmm. like the company won't, uh, I'd say, adjust to the DevOps guy because he's working in AWS, because he knows working in AWS. You need to be ready to switch to Azure if company, for example, demands that. So I would say it's not like one specific tool. It can be many different for, like for one project, it might be in AWS, the other one might be in Azure, so you need to be prepared to continuously learn, to read through the documentation, you know, know how to get around, know how to troubleshoot errors. So, mm-hmm. yeah, with difference, like if you're a Java engineer, you're working with Spring or maybe a few frameworks and you'll continuously work in those. But if you're a DevOps engineer and you're switching projects, then it might be something completely new something completely different yeah mm-hmm. so is that is that broad um skill set required uh the reason why senior devops engineers are are so hard to come by yeah i would say that like mm, there's no like okay just take one cert and become pretty good devops engineer so you need to have years of experience uh good understanding of multiple topics it can be pretty responsible position because in the end application is what is uh, making that business money. So you're supporting it. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't want that your client's uh, infrastructure or application stops working because you made a mistake. So I would say there's a lot of testing involved. So yeah. Right. So even though developers may be doing a great job, it- all in the end won't matter if you make a mistake. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you turn off uh, like the firewall or if you, I would say, block <laughs> traffic <Yeah>. incoming. <laughs> so yeah, nothing will work. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it all needs to be connected and go together. So yeah. uh, I would say that uh, architectures, yeah, especially for enterprise applications, can be pretty complex and can take a lot of time to successfully trace where the problem is happening. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I see. Um, and so you are a very important person in your current project where you're working for a fintech company. 
Uh, I would say all members of the team are important. <laughs> well, yes, but you know, if you turn off the firewall, then yeah. yeah. So you are the playmaker in a in a fintech company, then um, um, building the platform. Yeah, I'm assisting uh, our client in building a fintech platform, which will be for banks, yeah, and their Ooh. clients. Cool. All right. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, it's, it, it, it's a pretty international setup because you're working for a Polish company from Croatia for a company from abroad. I got used to it, uh, which is also like globally distributed company. It was not weird for me to call people in um, Colombia or anywhere else if they needed some kind of support. So. I see. I got used uh, to it. So mm -hmm. for me, it's not a challenge, but for somebody who starts with that, it might, it might be getting some used. It might take some time to get used to it. And you're also used to working from home. Uh, yeah, I've been working from home almost three years now. So yeah, two and a half. Uh, because, uh, I started working when COVID started a few months before that. Mm -hmm. And uh, as if we switched to remote, I also started working from home and I pretty liked it. I liked it very much because I had that like uh, one hour of travel time to work because I used public transportation uh, and getting a car wasn't like economically didn't make too much sense because if I went when it's rush hour, it will still take me more than half an hour. So I save up. A lot of time by working from home. Right, time, money, and the environment thanks you for not getting a car. Yeah. And with that, it's a very good moment to end our conversation. And today, uh, my guest uh, called in from Croatia, Josip. Thank you very much for taking the time and talking to us. It was lovely to talk to you. Thanks for inviting me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Cheers, bye, have a great day Cheers. and good luck. Bye, see ya.